Welcome to Curious Coworkers, a responsibly different talk show exploring the challenges that arise when our interests conflict with our values. Welcome back to another episode of Curious Coworkers. Brittany and I are picking up a conversation that we started to have in passing and then decided to save it for a time when we could record it for all of you. So this episode is all about donating clothes. And the way that the conversation started was, uh, I don't honestly even remember what Brittany and I were talking about, but at one point she was like, oh, I got to donate a bunch of clothes and it's so terrible. And I was like, wait. What? What do you mean? Donating clothes is terrible. And um, so, and that was kind of where we're like, wait, hold on. Before we dive in, we're going to pause scene and schedule time to talk about it later. So this is that later conversation. Uh, I hope that it is helpful if any of you are struggling with the same thing. Let's dive on in. I'm just so curious about donating clothes because you and I were having a conversation and you were like donating clothes is terrible and I was like what and I so I'm just I want to unpack that because I'm so curious because my mind was blown a little bit right well so I guess like maybe let's back up for the listeners and let me just say I rent so I have one closet in my bedroom so I'm all I'm constantly going through my clothes and I'm switching between my summer wardrobe and my winter wardrobe So this past weekend was like that reset of like, okay, summer's gone, no more shorts, like welcome to the winter. (laughs) So I was switching out and I usually when I switch out my wardrobes, I'm also somewhat like going through my clothes. So I'm figuring out like, okay, what am I not wearing anymore? What can I get rid of? And like that word is such a triggering word for me in like today's society, like get rid of like, well, you don't get rid of anything. Mm these days. Um, so I was thinking, I was like, okay, I relatively have been the same size ever since college. So a lot of the clothes that I have are clothes that like I've worn since college. So like, that's a pretty good life for like these clothes in today's society. So I don't feel guilty about being like, okay, I don't wear this anymore. Like it's time to get rid of it. But I just hate this idea of like, at the end of the day, like, oh my God, it feels so good to clean out my closet. And like, it's fresh, it's clean. And then I can like put my winter clothes in. But I'm like, oh my God, now I have this pile of fabric on my floor. And it's like, what do I do with all this fabric? So the question that I asked myself is like, is it actually okay to be donating clothes? And like, where does that go? Like, so... (laughs) Yeah, navigating this conversation of like, is donating clothes okay? Have you ever donated clothes yourself? Like, where do you put it? Oh my gosh! Like, so I, 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 I mean, so much. Like, so yeah. <laughs> I yes, I've donated a lot of clothes. I mean, I as we speak, I have. Wait, let me think about it. One, two. I think I have like four medium size boxes, and when I say medium size, I mean like they're they're. That that's that's uh U-Haul medium, right? So it's a large box, right? I've got like four large boxes as we speak, uh, sitting in the dining room, ready to go. Um, 
to donation. So yes, I totally donate clothes. I, I want, but hold on, I want to back up though because you mentioned something. You're like, because we don't really get rid of things, right? And so I'm just, I think I know where you're going with that. But like, can you unpack that for all of us? I'll try. Yeah. Well, so that comment is like specifically coming from like the idea of Americans have just gotten used to this like world where we throw things in like quote unquote the trash, and then. The trash man, depending on where you live, like usually comes and picks it up. Or trash person. Trash person, sorry, yes. Trash person will come and like pick up your black bag at the end of the driveway. You wheel it out there. They come and grab it. And then like we forget about it. Like it's this culture of like we can throw things away. Again, like air quotes, throw them away. Mm. And we don't ever have to think of them again. I'm doing a lot of research right now. And one of the things that like I thought was heartbreaking, but like really fascinating is there's these like startups all around the world and they're taking plastic from probably Americans trash because Americans just generally throw things away. And they're taking all that plastic that's ending up on the side of like riverbanks and in oceans. And they're turning those, the plastic waste into, um, like paving blocks to use for building and like sidewalks. And I thought that was fascinating because, and this is a younger woman. I would say she's probably not even 20 yet who started this specific company, but she decided that like, she didn't like the way that the plastic trash on the side of her riverbank looked. So she collected all that plastic, broke it down and then made it into building blocks. And now her school is using or her community center is using these plastic building blocks for like their pavers for like the entryway into her community building. And I was like, wow, turning trash into a, like a second use. Like that's so fascinating because trash just ends up everywhere. I mean, I'm sure you know about like the massive islands of trash in the middle of our oceans. Like that's probably the biggest one that people usually see and go, oh, my God, trash is everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's super real. Um, so, okay, so, so, okay, but it sounds like to me that donating, the act of donating isn't actually the problem. It's the consumption in the first place, right? Right. So, like, is the answer, so it's not don't donate, it's don't buy, right? Exactly. Picking up what you're putting exactly. down. Exactly. So... Me personally, I went down this like massive rabbit hole of like, what is my personal consumption like doing? What's that impact that I'm having on the climate crisis from the amount of clothes that I'm buying or not buying or wearing, but throwing away? So, all right. So stick with me. Here's a personal story. I mentioned I'm here for it. that <laughs> I've been like roughly the same size since college. Well, the last few years, you know, like COVID came, I stopped working out, all the good stuff. So I'm probably the biggest I've been in a little bit and I've gained a few pounds. And I realized with the changing of seasons, like I had no pairs of jeans that fit me. So I was desperate Mm. to just have like a new pair of like your everyday staple jeans. So I went through this thought process of like, I really hope I don't stay this size for much longer. I'm starting to get back into working out. I'm pretty proud of myself. I did a workout class. I'm so sore from it. But anyways, so getting back into it. 
but I'm like, I need a pair of jeans that fit me right now, mm-hmm. which is two sizes larger than I was this time last year. So it's like, do I go downtown, which there is this super cute little jean shop here in town, and do I pay the $100, $150 for a pair of jeans that I'm actively every day working to never have to wear again? So like, that's going to hurt my personal checkbook to pay that much money for a pair of jeans. Or do I go to this like massive conglomerate, Old Navy, and like buy a pair of jeans for what, like $20 and like have this pair of jeans. I'll beat them up. I'll wear them every single day for the next two months. I'll grow out of them. But then like I only spent 20 bucks. So again, or I don't know, though, I feel like there's a third option here. Give it to me. What if you like went thrifting? Ooh, what a right? cool idea. So, like, then. you know, I don't know. There's so many like thrift stores and get a pair of jeans for five, ten bucks. Like, I, so I, I, Ooh. you know, circling back to our cruise episode, um, we had a, a fancy dinner that I knew I was going to need a sport jacket for. And uh, similarly, I have fallen off the workout wagon and um, none of my jackets fit. And I was like, well, I'm not going to spend $150 to buy a jacket that I'm going to wear once. That just feels silly. Uh, so I went to Goodwill and I spent $7 on this really nice sport jacket that actually is now my favorite. Um I was, I don't know if I just got lucky or what, but I feel like I totally scored. Uh, Now, that being said, there are a lot of options out there for like thrift stores. And I know, you know, there are complicated feelings around Goodwill and I get that. Um, You know, but I don't know. Something to think about. No, I, I love that idea because honestly, I didn't think about thrifting because I don't have... I shouldn't say I don't have. I just have not educated myself on where the closest thrift store is that has clothes close to me. So I was, I really don't like driving. And especially when I'm in my lazy mood on like a Saturday or Sunday, like if I don't have to drive, I don't want to drive. So I was in one of those lazy moods. So I was like, oh, do I walk downtown and support the local economy? Which totally would go back into my community. And I love that. But I'm like, oh, my God, I can't spend $100. Or do I drive the five minutes to Old Navy and spend the 20 bucks for a pair of jeans that I'm going to really beat the shit out of? Yeah. So anyways, it then got me kind of on this track of the whole idea of, like, voting with your dollar. Mm-hmm. And you need to support the brands that you care about. So, again, deep into the research hole. So I was reading this article, and I'll totally link it in the show notes for everybody. But um, there was um, this woman that they were talking to, and she was the expert that they were, like, really, like, interviewing and kind of pulling her expertise out. out. So her name is Aja Barber. And tying back to the cruise ship episode, I thought it was so funny. She compared small companies and big companies to – motorboats and cruise liners <laughs> and it was it must have been like right after we launched that that i was reading this so i just got a small chuckle out of that and i was like oh cruise liners they're just not good um <laughs> that's fair 
but her comparison was that it's so much easier to move a small boat mm. than it is to move, move a cruise liner. Mm-hmm. And she was specifically calling out how small brands, they're able to change their ways and care more about sustainability at like a blink of an eye than these massive companies are. So her specific example that she brought up, which I really, really loved, and she used to work in the fashion industry. So she was talking about how this small brand, when they would buy, I don't know, like what, a yard of fabric? I don't even know the unit of measurement for fabric for clothes. But when they would buy a yard of fabric, they would use that entire yard to build whatever you whatever garment they were creating. And they wouldn't give they wouldn't let any of that fabric go to waste. And she specifically said that back when she worked in the in the clothing industry, reusable tote bags weren't as popular. So they would take all of those old, not old, sorry. They would take all of those extra fabric pieces and they would make tote bags and then they would give tote bags away to their clients. And you know, like five, 10 years ago, if you went shopping and you got a reusable tote bag that like you just, that all your clothes that you just bought went into, that would have been like, groundbreaking stuff. So I thought it was pretty cool how she made that comparison easy for me to understand. And I don't really get the clothing industry. But then like, when you think about it, if you're thinking about these giant national brands, they buy a yard of fabric, that's like pennies to the on the dollar to them. So they're probably throwing away a ton of this extra fabric and not being innovative and making tote bags with the extra fabric. So it then really got me thinking, and sorry, I will stop rambling in a second. But if small companies do are paying so much more attention to their sustainability practices for this example alone, I can't name like a tiny fashion company that I support. Mm. And I was like, I only like... I'm pretty proud of myself. I really try to shop all the B Corps when I can. So like Athleta is a staple for me. Obviously, Athleta doesn't have jeans. They're mostly workout clothes and like comfortable workwear. Um, but like, I mean, who doesn't live in comfortable workwear and workout clothes anymore? So I'm like Athleta is right huge, now. <laughs> same. So Athleta is a huge shopping destination for me. And then I really try to buy a lot of my shoes from Tom's. Mm-hmm. So I'm like oh my God, they, these companies are B Corps, but they're massive conglomerates. So then it got me thinking like, what's the smallest brand that I shop at and support? And I can't name a single one. So if anybody out there listening shops a wicked cool small brand that I can start buying clothes from, would love to know. But Ben, I guess question to you is like, what's your major one do you shop for clothes? Or do you just keep digging into, like, the clothes from college, which I do a lot? And, like, what's a small brand that you shop? Oh, wow. There's a lot of questions there. Um, So I don't do a lot of clothes shopping. I personally don't. It's not a pleasurable experience for me. Um, (laughs) So I I, uh, tend to avoid it at all costs, Um, which, you know, I I recognize is – a lot of people really enjoy it and you know that's great 
for them, you know. Um, I, I'm just not one of those folks. Uh, um, so okay. I before I answer your question, let me just circle back because uh, talking about like the scrap material reminded me of the Boreo episode that we did. I think maybe not last year, but the year before. Um, it was one of the earlier episodes. Anyway, something that they pointed out is they were like a lot of companies say that they're using like recycled content and really they're just using all of the material. So they're saying like once it falls on the floor, it's they're recycling it and but actually they're just using the whole thing. And so it was this really interesting conversation about like, well, how do you define risk? Like air, I'm air quoting, people can't see this, but how, you know, how do you define air quote recycled? Um, mm. And I just, for as a consumer, it made me really interested about, you know, you see so many things that are like, you know, con, you know, recycled content or recite or, or what you see, I, I feel like I'm, I'm noticing this even more now, especially post that episode. Uh, and I will say that was probably one of my favorite episodes. And I learned a lot in that one. Um, recyclable. Right. So like a lot of things are like, this is recyclable. As if, you know, and in your brain, you're like, oh, sweet. This is like, and what you're thinking is that it's post consumer recycled stuff, right? That it's something that's being given a second life, but actually it's all virgin material. It just is able to be recycled. Um, so anyway, I, that was, that's what just came up for me when you were talking about that. Uh, to answer your question, I, I, I don't know if – so United by Blue is a really cool clothing company. I've bought their socks. I love their socks. They have this like uh, bison fiber socks that it's – they take the – from the meat industry, they take the discarded waste and they turn it into socks. It's, they're really cool. I love these socks. Um, they're also where I got my my little – I think I, I think I mentioned in the last – episode about cruises i carry around a little cutlery set i i got that mm. from united by blue but they're def- they're a clothing brand for sure i don't i they're based out of philly i don't know i mean i guess the question is like how do you define small because they're definitely not like a right you know big you know they're definitely not like a huge company but they're also not like a mom and pop shop either so uh, i don't know um right well i guess maybe to to answer that question is like Maybe it's not necessarily like what do you define small as, but like when you're voting with your dollar, shopping with your dollar, shopping with your vote, what do you want your impact to have? And is having your impact be the most local that it can? Is that the best thing? And I would say that this totally depends on like your personal values and how you answer these questions. But Mm. I guess to me, I do try to give back to the local community as much as I can. So voting so voting with my dollar local would probably be the best option for me. And I really, really love to put my hands on an object before I purchase it. So like online shopping is so, so hard for me. And I hate the idea of purchasing something, getting it, hating it, and then having to return it. Like, oh, talk about that carbon impact. Um, so for me, like shopping local is the best so that I can one, get my hands on it. But then I know that like that money that I spent is going to somebody who lives in my community. Mm. Maybe they're going to then go to the local farmer's market or go to the concession stand at their kid's 
football game, whatever. So like, I'm just trying to think of how can my purchase really, really help my environment? And then if it's not going to help my environment close to me, like what's the next best thing that I care about? Mm. And I would say it's those super innovative companies. So like you're saying with United by Blue, that's amazing. I've, I never thought that you could make socks out of bison Fiber, waste. yeah. Like, yeah. Fiber, like that's super cool. So that's innovation that like I would love to support. But then like in one in the last um, episode with Dungood, listeners got a code to go shop at on Dungood.com. So I, of course, then go to Dungood and I'm looking at all of the stuff that they have. And they have that whole section that like you can shop by your values. <clears throat> and I thought it was really cool that like I could find these companies on their website that like cared about women's equal rights, equality in like third world countries. And if I'm not going to have an impact locally, then like I want to have an impact that's like really having an impact. And that feels like it's really having an impact for me. Yeah, totally. Also, for folks listening, RD20, 20 bucks off a hundred bucks or more. It's good till the end of October um, 2022. So if you're listening to this now, presently, as it comes out and you want to shop, there you go. Um, yeah, I will say, okay, so locally, uh, I really, I just have to plug these folks because I love them. Um, there is a nonprofit that is near and dear to my heart called Maine Transgender Network, and they are one of the largest peer-to-peer support networks for trans folks, not just in the state of Maine, definitely in the state of Maine, but also um, across the country. And they operate in all 16 counties in the state of Maine, and they're amazing. Long story short, they're a nonprofit and um, in the Equality Community Center, uh, but they just opened up a thrift shop called Safe Combinations. Now, what's really cool about this, and I I promise I'll I'll be as brief as I can, what's really cool about this is that the Equality Community Center that just opened up is they bought this old bank and Safe Combinations is a thrift store run by Main Transgender Network. All of the proceeds go and support their work. And the coolest part is the store itself is where the old safe used to be in the bank. So it's like this really cool, I don't know, it's just super cool. And they're amazing humans doing great work. Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of a cool little, little spot for sure. Um, I wish I had like other like really cool local spots that I know of off the top of my head, but I don't get out and shop enough. <laughs> right. All right, well, I think that's a great spot to end. So I guess my my action steps or little tidbits that I'll leave people with is if you have to shop, try to shop local, especially if you can afford it. But maybe shop less. Yeah. And and you know, shop uh shop, you know, thrift. But, you know, give give things a second life, too. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. If you're enjoying this content, let us know by leaving us a review. It helps our rankings in the search function of your favorite podcast players and helps more folks like yourself find this content. 
And if you aren't loving this content, let us know. Visit us at responsiblydifferent.com. We are here to serve you and we want to be creating content that is helping you in your mission to use your purchasing power as a force for good. Thank you. We appreciate you. Till next time, be responsibly different. This episode was hosted and produced by yours truly, Ben Marine and Brittany Angelo. We purchased this music from the amazing B Corp Marmoset Music. You can check them out at marmosetmusic.com. To learn more about us, visit responsiblydifferent.com. And to learn more about our parent company, visit dirigocollective.com.